This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Welcome to Reporters Without Orders, where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm Ayush, your host for today. Two of my colleagues have joined me on this cold, foggy Delhi winter morning. Supriti and Diksha. How have you been? I've been good. Same. Feeling yeah. cold. Not used to Delhi cold because I'm from Bombay, so... Uh, Diksha has been in North Delhi, uh, was in North Delhi actually last week, reporting on the free biodecomposers that the government of NCT led by the Amarni party has been advertising so heavily. And it's supposed to be an alternative to stubble burning, which causes the air in Delhi to a significant degree to become bad. And she did, she went to the ground, spoke to the farmers and did a reality check on them. Uh, the report is also available on the News Laundry YouTube channel. But Tiksha will tell us more about it. Supriti has also been in the same part of Delhi, in North Delhi actually, where Hema Bajaj, who's the subject of a story, a teacher who taught at an RSS-affiliated school, was suspended. We talked to her about that. And the most fascinating thing I found about your report was that this teacher, who's now in the con- in a conflict with the Sangh and the school, comes from a Sangh background. Her father and her like people in her family went to Shakas to study. So let's start with you, Supriti, then. Tell us about Hema Bajaj. You know, tell us who's this person, what does she do, what's going on in her life. Uh, like you said, she comes from a family where her husband and her father were both uh, part of the um, uh, Shakas. So she, in 2002, decided to start teaching only in like uh, RSS-affiliated schools, which are the Samad Siksha Samiti schools. Now, she started in uh, 2002 and the salary that she got in 2002 was way below like the government standards, but still she, you know, powered through and uh, she continued on. Few years later, she, you know, was transferred to a different school. She was promoted to headmistress. And uh, then in 2016, she suffered um, like a major blow to not only her finances, but also personally, because her husband got into a really bad accident and he suffered many injuries in like uh, his right hand, leg, and he also started getting epileptic seizures. So a lot of huge burden on her finances. And uh, she was already, even though she was getting paid uh, like better than what how she started, it was a huge blow to her finances. And in your story, you write that she would travel every day 30 kilometers to the yeah. school yeah. where she taught. And that mm. would take cost at least 700 rupees every day. Every day. You know, which, uh, because I, I have done that commute sometimes. Mm. I've traveled 30 kilometers for work and it does cost that much. But then I come from a different background which yeah. I can afford it. But mm. here's a teacher who was a decade and more into her job still could not yeah. collect enough savings yeah. that in case of an emergency she could get by yeah and uh, like just to put this into context her husband initially used to help her with the commute uh, when she'd just uh, been transferred so a lot of that would be covered but after like the accident uh, like you know she had to do this on her own and um, so she requested the school where she was uh, posted in Thansa uh, she asked them to get her transferred to a school close to her so that it would help um, ease that burden. But she made these requests from all the way from 2016 up till like 2020. And all her requests were, you know, met with cold rejection. Like um, no sympathy was shown towards her. And they started sending her memorandums of discipline and 
they started telling her that parents were complaining against her and that her that she was incompetent and she wasn't teaching well so and all of this was unfounded like she talks about in her affidavit she says that there were constant emails from teachers telling her how uh, you know complimenting her teachings all of that is documented and after the last memorandum of discipline uh, they gave her 3 days to uh, you know respond to the complaints that were levied against her and uh, while she was in the process of you know com- like gathering proof for her defense uh, she was uh, transferred to the school in phalswa and um, she did not have get any time to you know compile all of that and uh, she was sent away and uh, the school in bhalsa was again still like about 28 kilometers uh, away from her house so that burden was still there she was made house headmistress of the primary school so her salary was a little better but still there was heavy burden right so here is hema who's already had a hostile relationship with the organization she works for right but that is only half the story that's yeah. the background things get little you know more complicated in this year between mm-hmm. january and february when the rss and all the sang parivar starts a collection drive for the ram mandir at the supposed birthplace mm-hmm. of lord ram in ayodhya so tell us how did that yeah. come out i know this because i have read your story but yeah so tell us about this new conflict that she ha- she has with the school and how much do you think it's related to the old one because i thought there must be something yeah so i'll talk about what i know and the facts that i have based on the affidavit that she filed with the delhi high court so she was transferred to bhalswa in 2020 so just going back a bit since 2002 um hema and all the teachers in the uh, samaj shiksha committee affiliated schools they had to pay 5000 rupees towards uh, this samarpan now according to hema's lawyer a samarpan is um, like a fund that's used to fund uh, rss projects now that amount in 2020 was increased to 15000 that was already a huge like burden again now in 2021 in february like you said the collection for the ram mandir began and teachers were told in the schools especially in hema school that teachers had to collect money uh, worth 70000 to a lakh uh, and if they couldn't collect it from students and parents and nearby like in the market place then they had to uh, you know donate it from their salaries now this was the final straw for hema because there was no way that she could uh, do that uh, so she told the administration that she would not be paying you know the 15000 for the samarpan because she could not afford it but she still paid some amount towards the ram mandir very small uh, i think it was um, 2100 and uh, she still donated that towards the ram mandir now after that she like the harassment that like you said the old conflict where she had been you know constantly i wouldn't say harassed but like she was met with hostility uh, there was it was a hostile environment this increased substantially there were lots of uh, memorandums of discipline sent towards her she was removed from official whatsapp groups she was uh, also accused of being casteist in the school where uh, there were allegations that she um, used caste slurs against a teacher all of this kept increasing and there was also uh, in an email that she written in the uh, affidavit she'd mentioned how the principal had called her into the room and threatened her like told her that uh, if you don't pay towards this i'll like you know i'll make sure that you are removed from the school and never allowed to work in the samiti like any school affiliated with the samiti again 
now she wouldn't get any help from the administration she uh, wrote to manish sisodia who um, and the education minister and um, to intervene now when uh, as soon they immediately you know asked the school to uh, give a written response to the allegations and after that she was uh, sent like this very long um, you know complaint from the school uh, like with five uh, different allegations and she was also served the suspension letter so the samarpan that she had to you know uh, give out that was 15000 personally mm. yeah and was that to applying to all teachers or was all it because teachers. she okay all teachers mm. and the 70000 to 1 lakh that they had to collect for the mandir was mm. from the school that the entire school had to collect that much uh it was per teacher it was per teacher yes so every teacher in that school would have to collect 70000 yes. to 1 lakh from the students in that school yes So you went to the school. You yes, saw it. Yes. Do you have any idea how many teachers they have, or? Uh, so uh, I'm not entirely sure about how many teachers, mm-hmm. but it was a very small school. I see. There were uh, about four classrooms that I saw. There was uh, there were also uh, teachers teaching in like the administration like mm-hmm. area, like three or four students there. So it was it's not a big school at all. Right. And uh, when I met the principal there, uh, Renu uh, Sharma, she also like um, said that the students who um, study at the school they pay a very low um, mm. admission fee like it ranges from like 500 to 700 right. so it's not a very uh, well off school in itself right and what idea did you get about the social backgrounds of kids mm. who'd come to study there because re- if they has they have four classrooms yeah. they have anywhere between i guess not less than 100 kids right yeah very easily. few like say mm. 25 a class yeah and those 100 kids would raise if there are two teachers 2 lakh rupees mm. which would be i think good 1000 to 10000 per kid yeah that which is way many many for the yeah. admission fee that you mentioned mm. which was how much again uh, admission fee was 500 to 700 500. Yeah. so which seems like a loot Yes. I mean, based on Hema's yeah. allegations in the affidavit, that yes. a school that small and you, as you said, dilapidated, mm-hmm. was collecting that much money. Uh, but you met the principal, as you said, and tell me how that went. So the principal, I went to her, and uh, she immediately said that you know she can't say much because the matter is sub judice. But she did uh, talk to me about this that you know we are a very small school and uh, the students only pay five hundred to seven hundred. And uh, she also said that uh, while I can't see anything much about the case, I know that uh, you know everything will be revealed in court and uh, Hema, all of Hema's allegations are baseless. But um, what was interesting to me was uh, like through conversation, she told me that. uh it's not the schools that pay the you know uh, the amounts it's the samiti the samaj shiksha samiti under which schools like uh, rao mehrchand uh, which is the school that hema went to uh, i mean taught at so it's the samiti that pays on behalf of the schools which is in complete contradiction to the samiti's official response mm-hmm. which was that the teachers pay voluntarily so that was interesting uh, in your story you mentioned that you reached out to the samiti yes. and the sang itself mm-hmm. yeah. um, and did, did did they respond there was no response they i went to the response. office also but mm-hmm. um there was no response so did they didn't not simply not reply did they expressly tell you that we declined to comment no they just didn't reply they didn't reply uh so i wanted to ask uh, how many schools in delhi like does the samiti ask all the schools under it to collect 
such amounts so in the plea there was an affidavit which uh, showed how schools under the samat shiksha samiti have certain targets now it didn't see like for example specific school has this target it said it showed different districts in delhi and uh, for bhalswa which is where um, hema taught uh, the schools in bhalswa had to collect a total of their target was 15 lakh rupees more well off neighborhoods like vasant vihar had targets of a crore so this is in the uh, this is an affidavit in the plea okay mm. that's huge amounts yeah. yeah and to be honest uh, to think of that the the sang collected that much money through i mean what is simply is coercion and that money then went to a trust which as you know we reported 4 hmm. months ago that the way the finances of the trust are being managed which is under a man who was once in the pmo nir niprendra mishra hmm. um there is a mayor in ayodhya who has evidently to answer a lot of questions about what happened to crores of rupees in that trust this assess man called anil mishra who was i remember the signatory in all these land deals that the sang was doing using that money and they collected somewhere around 3 3 to 4000 crores in that drive and what's the point of collecting the money you know through such means when it has to end up in the pockets of people which are going to use it in very suspect ways but that's just a side point hmm. uh, supriti where did you find this story how did you know about the school and the teacher and the principal i read in uh, in indian express and uh, it was just interesting to me how um like all the portals that had reported it hadn't really talked about like the details mm. of it it was just that this teacher has like you know um, the delhi high court has issued notice on her plea and this is what has happened but i was very interested to know like how it had like gone out and also just uh, adding to what you'd said in terms of like coercion like coercion is being mm. used while it may be difficult to prove coercion there's also something that hema had mentioned that after the intervention from like the uh, the education minister after he intervened the hema says that uh, you know all the teachers in the school other than her were asked to sign um, forms of consent that they had uh, donated uh, will like willingly and there was no coercion uh, only after the um, intervention had taken place she's working directly for the rss uh, the rss is like you know and she has to pay this uh, amount voluntarily there have to be more mechanisms in place to like you know ensure that coercion doesn't take place just signing a form i don't think is like enough is there anything you learnt from the story as a reporter as an insight into the human condition of course you can't put all that in a report but mm-hmm. aside from that about how people are and how institutions work or how they don't work in your in this this case of this story is there anything that struck you so i mean uh, hema suffered um, hostility and harassment for many many years to from 2000 not 2002 like let's say from 2016 onwards she was not supported by the school or the samiti at all but she was still like she still didn't leave at any point she could have like you know left and gone to another school because she was she did have a lot of uh, like letters of recommendation from like parents and from the administration because she had been promoted but she didn't leave because she believed so strongly in the ideology of the RSS and because she came from a family that you know um, was affiliated with them it's interesting to me that uh, because her ideology and her belief was mm. so strong she you know continued to face this hostility right 
सो येस लिस्नर्स यू कैन रीड सुप्रतीज वेरी वेल रिटन स्टोरी ऑन न्यूज लॉन्डी डॉट कॉम इट्स टाइटल्ड हाउ एन आर एस एस अफिलियटेड स्कूल इन डेली सस्पेंडेड अ टीचर फॉर नॉट डोनेटिंग टूवर्ड्स राम टेम्पल ऑफकोर्स यू नोटिस वेन यू रीड द स्टोरी दैट मोस्ट ऑफ द क्लेम्स आर बेस्ड ऑन एफिडेविट ऑफ वन टीचर uh and the sang has not filed a reply as of yet the, the course will be in it's in the high court yeah. it will be the first hearing will be this month right it will be on december 17th yes, yes. Yeah. but we did reach out to them we gave them an opportunity to respond they did not respond and this is not the first time this is happening you have linked a story that a, sim- a teacher went through the same you know sort of in uh, UP, problems yeah. in balia in up mm-hmm. so do read supriti's story we move from the well written story to the well shot story uh, diksha was also in north delhi and she did a video report and there's also a text copy of it on the delhi government's much advertised there's a lot of fanfare around this one almost magical <laughs> chemical yeah um which is in the media we call it the biodecomposer which is apparently given out for free uh, supposed to be an alternative to stubble burning yeah so diksha tell us uh this about this reality check tell us also how you found out this story did you think this would be something to look forward like to pursue how did you come about that and what is your story considering after Diwa- diwali like i personally witnessed like it was small get like 5:30 pm right when i stepped out of office every day i thought i want to do something was trouble burning but again talking to farmers and getting to know that they have no solution for it is something that is being that has been done but in the middle of all this the aap government claimed that there is indeed a solution for this but you know we are we are implementing it for free so i wanted to go and check out if they are claiming to have found such a magical solution then how is it being executed on ground and considering they've advertised it so much and said that it's highly effective cheap cheaper than a matchbox to light light the stubble on fire why should we not see how it is actually working out or not this was not the first year that they started this project last year was their pilot project in 39 villages of delhi where they uh, claimed to have sprayed the biodecomposer on 1900 acres of paddy fields in different districts of delhi so This year, Gopal Rai, the the Environment Minister of Delhi and AP leader, he went to this farm called Fatehpur Jat in North Delhi, and launched the project. The, launched this year's drive by spraying uh, the biodecomposer on eight acres of land. So this biodecomposer is supposed to be a fungal microbial solution, uh, which has enzymes that act on dead cells, which means that the straw or the hay, which has dead cells, it can decompose that. oh uh, that solution is supposed that's the mechanism that is used and in the middle of like you know the process of getting starting to report on this the bjp uh, alleged using rti replies that the ap government has spent 15.8 crore on advertising this supposed solution for stubble burning and spent only 40000 rupees to actually buy the solution from uh, ire uh, the agriculture institute which has developed the solution right So uh, I went to five villages in North Delhi, uh, which is Tigipur, Ramzanpur, Mohtpur, Bakhtarpur, and Palla, to talk to farmers about whether or not someone came to spray the solution on their fields and how effective was it. Did you were you surprised to learn that Delhi has uh, villages and where you know there are there's a proper farming rural community because for a lot of people even when you know I've grown up in the city I've never been to north I've never been to Narela Bawana right. Burari hmm. I always thought this is a city you know yeah. capital yeah. but uh, this is something I yeah. off hand I found interesting Very that there's interesting. a rural community in Delhi yeah. also it's acres and acres of farmland yeah 
and like there there's the farmland in the middle and the villages mm-hmm. are like surrounding the farmland so there are like like in north delhi there are a bunch of like 15 to 20 villages mm-hmm. in a radius of let's say 7 to 8 kilometers only so and they all their farmlands are clustered in the middle of the villages right. circled around the right so tell us about this you know bio decomposer does it work does it not work or is the story more complicated so it's not just simply about whether it is a failure or not as a solution it's about how the delhi government's free bio decomposer drive that it has been so uh, rigorously advertising whether that has been implemented well on ground or not so from what the farmers said in these five villages first of all i spoke to uh, the farmer the laborer in fatehpur jhat which is exactly the place where gopal rai came and launched the drive he said that there is no difference so fatehpur jhat is like a very large huge farm and only 8 acres of it was sprayed on so he said that this is the place where they it was not sprayed on and this is the 8 acres where it was sprayed on and there's practically no difference between the two patches of land so he said that this patch of land also had to be plowed and watered the same amount, amount of times as usual when you don't spray the bio decomposer so that is the first hand experience of the laborer where gopal rai actually went and sprayed the bio decomposer and another farmer from tigipur village told me that 22 farmers in in his village had filled the form uh, to get this free bio decomposer sprayed and only two of them got the spray so he was one of them and he he also said the same thing that there is no real difference and the next layer to this is okay so whether or not whether or not it is working is one thing the other thing is the timing of the whole drive so a lot of farmers complained that when the government actually had to come before the sowing season at the right time to spray the drive they did not essentially what the thing with the solution is after the government sprays it and so what ap government does is they come and spray and they plow the field once with a rotavator tractor which is supposed to merge the stubble into the soil so that it decomposes well that that is their part that their part ends there so they tell the farmers to water the fields the next day so that the solution works that's the mechanism that the procedure that needs to be followed so the farmers said that if you come very very close to our sowing season and you see that okay we are spraying this now you wet your field the next day then if the field is wet they can't sow for the new season so a lot of them complain that if you come so late we don't have the time for the solution to take 25 days and our fields to be wet for so long yeah. so the timing was another problem hmm. and very very interestingly one farmer had filled the form last year right he did not get a single call hmm. the whole year and this year also hmm. when they approached him he had already sown his crop so the timing hmm. was a huge problem right again so the timing was a huge problem and hmm. tell me i mean as you just said that it's not about whether this works or not does not work hmm. it apparently does work hmm. but the problems related to how uh, you know the government has implemented the policy in that farmers who have to use this to whom it's very new they don't they aren't used to sp- uh, using right. these chemicals right the way you describe the people in your story describe it that they have to do exactly what they did before so what's the how is the flaw coming out in that respect okay so the impl- on the implementation aspect of it for example the agriculture director of delhi government ap saini told me that in north delhi 292 farmers filled the forms when i asked him whether the spray was sprayed on all their fields he said no why interestingly was because a lot of farmers who had filled the form 
had used the hand cutting technique on their harvest so this bio decomposer can only be used on fields which are which have used machine to cut their field so basically there was not not even enough awareness for the farmers who filled the form that if i hand cut my harvest then i can't use this decomposer and the machine you write is called the combine harvester which is a, not a cheap machine which is not a cheap machine yeah. and farmers have to rent it exactly so not all farmers use the combine machine so he said that a large chunk a very large chunk of these 192 applicants were those who had cut the cut their harvest through hand cutting so i told i so i asked him was there not enough awareness and why were the applications accepted in the first place was it just a number increasing exercise or so he said okay farmers did it on hearsay which again says that there wasn't enough awareness right right about right. the chemical and the procedure itself before yeah. getting these applications filled right and whether or not the farmers were informed about the procedure or you know approached at all ap sani told me that they had gone from village to village to create awareness about this drive hmm. but in tigipur ramzanpur mautpur and baktarpur from whatever farmers i spoke to they said that except for tigipur all of them told me that not even like one block officer came to speak to them or inform them about this drive right and this is from a government that you know is really competitive when it comes to the branding and advertising uh, yes. aspects of governance i mean they really spend a lot of money and the bjp rightly takes them on it, exactly. you know when it says that they use more money to advertise hmm. than they use to implement the policy right this seems like a problem in terms of as you first said the it was advertised as a almost a miracle to the pollution but turns out it only works on farmers who have a combine which adds a class element because not every farmer can afford a combine definitely then comes the fact that there is as the agricultural uh, institute person said hmm. that um, the farmers are not aware yeah. that uh, you know they use it in a way that does that doesn't work yes. can you tell us more about that like so they put it on the stubble and then they have to uh, do something so that it decomposes and they do that but it doesn't work so what is this uh, agriculture institute person's opinion on how are they doing it the wrong way okay so the procedure is that once the spray is done and once one time plowing with a rotavator or a tractor is done the farmer is supposed to immediately irrigate their field make, means making to make it wet and then leave it for a period of 20 to 25 days and the institute person said that that doesn't interfere with their next sowing season activities because they can do preparation on that field where the biodecomposer has has been sprayed the laborer and the farmer that i spoke to who had the first hand experience of the spray said that first of all even if they left it the first farmer left it for 25 days mm. he said that there was a 19 to 20% difference and i still had to plow it six times mm. using you know using fuel and a tractor i see to decompose it or merge it in the field right so he, the scientist from ire is saying that you have to be committed to the procedure the farmer can't experiment it's a patient it's an exercise in patience like you can't just you know mm. be impatient and use your own techniques and not wait for the result but what the farmer is telling me even though we have even though we did wait the result wasn't exactly miraculous in that right. sense right and another thing that uh, this uh, farmer told me six acres of his land was sprayed on so maybe like a photo opportunity when gopal rai had come to actually launch the drive two acres of spray was sprayed on his land out of the six acres two acres were sprayed on that day in october and then they told him that we'll come to spray the rest on a next date like the rest of the field on 
some other date mm-hmm. and by the time they came first of all the two acres had had no difference and when they came and sprayed, sprayed it on the rest four acres it was too late to irrigate the field right so this whole timing ex- uh, the exercise and again mm-hmm. the composer decomposer is not working the scientist said that they have to be committed to the procedure but the farmer also said that the that pollution is not my responsibility like yeah. a lot of farmers i spoke to said we don't have time for all this like if they come after the supreme court has scolded them yeah. and now they are calling us that okay get your uh, get your field sprayed for free get your we don't have the time we have to so we have to do our job our job is sowing our job is not controlling pollution and you know yeah. and the farmer can very well turn back to the scientist and say that you have to be committed to your science because you know for him to say that mm. you need patience mm. and you're not doing it the right way i mean yeah. the farmer is the person who's done that all his life that's his <laughs> livelihood exactly he would know better exactly. as opposed to you who you might have made, made you might have worked hard to make a solution but on the hmm. ground it does not exactly. work exactly any insight you picked on this on how governments work or they don't work i mean policies are always like they sound very good on paper but like whenever you go on the ground you see like when you see the actual impact of it i mean you they will tell you that hey block development officers went to every village from hmm. house to house to every farmer hmm. yeah. but what happens exactly is they might have gone to one village and even in tigipur when they went to one village they went to one guy one big farmer's house told him to inform every other farmer they didn't go to each house right so now you have to rely on another farmer and his commitment <laughs> to informing informing his colleagues right to get this spread so a lot of it is like about implementation i mean you can call everything a miracle but if you cannot execute it on the ground then okay so thank you guys for taking out time for this podcast and telling our listeners about your reports and our listeners in order for diksha and supriti to investigate and dig out super important stories like these we cannot depend on advertisers or sponsors who might have vested interests we solely count on folks like you who understand why it is important to keep news away from the clutches of advertisers so please support us in our endeavor to bring you free and fair news go to our website newslaundry.com click on the red subscribe button on the top right hand corner and pay to keep news free also if you listen to this podcast on apple spotify or stitcher remember we have a lot more cool stuff on our website uh, actually it now has a podcast player which you know it's uh, it's inbuilt and native to the website you can play um you know, download and actually resume your episode from where you left off the last time you were listening so check that out and we'll come to the last bit of our podcast which is the recommendations so guys what would you like our listeners to read watch or listen to uh so there is this report on article14.com about a widow in kashmir who fought for actually 25 years to prove that her husband who was a daily wage laborer he he died in an extra judicial killing so a lot of times you hear in kashmir that a gun battle has killed uh you know a civilian but she fought for 25 years to actually prove that his husband's encounter was in fact a fake encounter and he was innocent so like how justice came to her after 25 years of this right right so it is titled a fake gun battle in kashmir and a widow's 25 year battle for justice it's on article14.com okay supriti yeah so i will also recommend an article that i read uh, it's in the quint uh, it's called how do police get away with custodial torture blame the law 
So the article is basically about how uh, the section 197 in the Criminal Procedure Code uh, creates a de facto immunity for police officials, which not only helps them evade accountability, but empowers their criminality. It's a very well written uh, article and I highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, my recommendation is this uh, the May 2021 cover story in the caravan called The Belly of the Beast Inside India's Hindu Cattle Smuggling Networks. Uh, it's by a reporter called Ajay Prakash. Uh, the most interesting thing in this article is how slaughter, cattle slaughter, uh, the way it's done in UP and Bihar, highly connected to the Sangh Parivar networks, to the Bharatiya Janta Party wow. uh, on district levels, mm. panchayat levels, on the ground. And that report brings it out very well and it shows how the police functions and how vigilante groups are involved and the pushes and pull yeah. of these um, activities. So please check out this long report. It's uh, brilliantly written and reported. Also, whoever's listening to this podcast and if you liked it, please share it within your family and social circles so that fair and factual journalism can reach more and more people. And with that... This podcast is adjourned. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Newslaundry.